Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1597. Three things we can learn from the healthiest people in the world. Part one by Matt McLeod of mattmcleod.org. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Hey there, happy Saturday, and welcome to another edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I read some of the best blogs covering health and fitness, just like an audiobook, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, don't forget, we have a bunch of shows where we narrate blogs for you. Just search for Optimal Living Daily to find all of them. Now, today's post is a bit longer than what I typically narrate. So I'll read the first half today and then finish it up for you tomorrow. And so with that, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Three Things We Can Learn from the Healthiest People in the World, Part 1, by Matt McLeod of mattmcleod.org. If somebody gave you a pill to live until you're 100 years old, would you take it? I don't mean like lying on your deathbed with Alzheimer's disease at the age of 100. I mean like happy as fully mobile and a fully functioning old-timer. I would totally do it. Well, according to a few research studies, there's no pill to do this, but there are groups of people in the world that have abnormally long life expectancies. They're basically ranked up there as the healthiest people in the world. These are the people of Okinawa, Japan. The average life expectancy for women in Japan is 90, and for men, 84. Compare this to America, where the average life expectancy for women is 81 years old and 76 for men. The answer for why these people in Okinawa live the longest? Most evidence is pointing towards their diet and their lifestyle. One, they consume high amounts of fish, tofu, sweet potatoes, green veggies such as seaweed, watermelon, and tomatoes. So lean sources of protein and more vegetables are the key to note here. Two, there's less stress due to lower income combined with less cost of living, meaning they aren't very strung up on making tons of money. And three, they have very strong kinship networks, both towards their ancestors, the current citizens, and their family members. This creates a sense of belonging and community amongst the people who live there. So to recap, their diet, their lower stress levels, and their strong kinship networks are the main factors as to why they are known as the healthiest people in the world. Next up, I'll show you how you can incorporate these, practically, of course, in your own life. And no, you won't have to move to Japan. Diet strategy number one, the inclusive versus exclusive approach. The people of Okinawa consume a diet that is mostly plant-based, along with some healthy sources of protein. 
so we know what we need to do to mimic them. Simply eat more veggies and healthier sources of protein. The real question, however, is how you're supposed to do that. I have the answer, but I first want you to think about a time when someone has told you you can't do something. For example, when someone tells you you can't have any more bread if you want to lose weight, which is ridiculous, what do you immediately crave every single time you think about eating? Delicious, fluffy, carbs galore bread. Another great example, non-fitness related, is with relationships. Have you or someone you know ever experienced the effect of wanting someone way worse when you know you can't have them anymore? Happens every time. This is just a part of being human. We want things we can't have. When people decide to diet, they usually think about the exclusive approach that involves not being able to eat certain foods such as carbs, fats, sugar, gluten, you get the idea. For some, this may work for a short period of time, but as soon as they slip up that one time and enjoy a food that is quote-unquote off-limits, they end up eating and way much more in a binging frenzy. There is a better way, my friend. Use the inclusive approach to dieting. For most who are aspiring to lose weight, their diets are filled with mostly energy-dense foods and are lacking in nutrient-dense foods. So what are the differences? Energy-dense foods are foods that have a high calorie amount per bite. They're typically low in micronutrients like vitamins and minerals and low in fiber content and are usually bad at making us feel full and they're very easy to consume large amounts of them. Think about all the delicious foods ever. Donuts, cakes, cookies, pizza, casserole, ice cream. It's much easier to eat six donuts than it is to eat six salads. Compare that with nutrient-dense foods. These are foods that have a low calorie amount per bite. They're high in micronutrients and high in fiber and are usually good at making us feel full. And it's much harder to consume large amounts of them. These are your typical quote-unquote healthy foods like fruits, veggies, whole grains, and lean meats. Okay, so now you know the difference between nutrient-dense foods and energy-dense foods. Next comes the important part that makes inclusive dieting different than exclusive dieting. Inclusive dieting is simply adding in more nutrient-dense foods as opposed to the exclusive dieting mindset where you're constantly thinking about foods you can't have. The mindset of adding healthier foods in your diet instead of subtracting the unhealthy foods makes the psychology part much easier. The reason why this works is if you make an effort to add in one to two more servings of fruits and vegetables each day, you're probably going to be eating less of the energy-dense foods as a result. More nutrient-dense foods, which means lower calories, plus less energy-dense foods, those that are higher in calories, equals less overall daily calories plus consistency. And that leads to weight loss and a healthier, happier you. Diet strategy number two, the lower cost of living and why less is more. This part was super fun for me to read up on because it just goes to show how more money does not automatically equal more happiness. There was a study conducted on the Okinawans to try and explain why they are the poorest subdivision in all of Japan, yet they still rank with the highest average life expectancy over the other 47 subdivisions of Japan. To quote the study, Tokyo, with the highest per capita income, has traditionally been among the top 20 subdivisions in male life expectancy. Tokyo ranked 20th in 1995 and in the top 35 for women. It ranked 33rd in 1995. Osaka, the second most affluent subdivision, was ranked 46th, that was out of 47, so almost last, back in 1990, and 45th in 1995 when it comes to male life expectancy, and 
47th and 45th respectively for females during the same period. Consequently, per capita incomes for subdivisions do not correspond to levels of longevity, end quote. Two of the most affluent subdivisions are associated with some of the lowest levels of life expectancy in Japan. The researchers further discussed why this was the case, and their explanations basically came down to crowded living conditions, stress from overwork, and the high rates of smoking and heavy alcohol use that characterizes the lifestyle of many Japanese males, especially the so-called salaryman, who dedicates most of his waking hours to his employer. This all makes perfect sense because even though the Okinawans are the poorest subdivision out of them all, they live the longest because they have less stress along with healthier diets. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Three Things We Can Learn from the Healthiest People in the World by Matt McLeod of mattmcleod.org. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Now, if you like this topic and want to know more about those who live the longest, there's a wonderful book out there by Dan Buettner called The Blue Zones. There he outlines the research he conducted on why certain people globally live longer than others. To be honest, not just live longer, but have healthier, more functional, happier lives. And sure enough, we find that, yes, their stress levels are lower than those of us in the Western world. We also find, yes, they do eat more plant-based foods, for example. Their foods are less processed. But when countries start to get more westernized, fast food starts to creep into their diets. They're starting to eat more processed foods in general, things out of a box. Their risk for diseases go up. Now, of course, we have to pay attention to their healthcare. Do they have access to healthcare? How does that compare to those of us in the Western world? Those factors do come into play. But what researchers are finding is that when we take into account access to healthcare, we find that lifestyle seems to be still pretty important. And I really appreciate how Matt focused on what things you can include in your diet as opposed to those things you cannot have. Because he's absolutely right that when we can't have something, we typically want it more. And the other thing is, is we tend to focus on it more. We become hyper-focused on those things we can't have. Now, humor me. If it's safe, close your eyes for a second. So don't do this if you're driving, just listen if you're driving. But if it's safe for you, close your eyes for a second and try and do this with me. Don't think about Do not think about blue elephants. Do not think about blue elephants. 
blue elephants with their big blue ears and their big blue trunks and their blue skin. Stop thinking about blue elephants, blue elephants, blue elephants. Stop thinking about it. I told you to stop thinking about blue elephants. Why aren't you stopping thinking about blue elephants, blue elephants. Remember the blue ears, the blue trunk, like I mentioned? They also have blue tails, blue legs, blue, 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 blue elephants. All right, did you find it difficult to not think about blue elephants? Did you somehow magically have this image in your head of a blue elephant? Probably. Why? I was bombarding you with this image. If I had just shut up for a second and stopped talking about blue elephants, you may have been able to get a new image in your mind. But I didn't let that happen. What I did was basically what your mind does to you. When you are hyper-focused on something, it's all you end up thinking about, even if it's something you don't want to think about. Because by trying not to think about it, you are now focused on it. So yes, focus more on the things you can be doing, focus more on the things you can include in your diet, and forget about the stuff that you sort of shouldn't be eating as much of. Because then you're gonna move in a more positive direction and you're not gonna feel like you're missing out on anything. All right, that does it for today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'll be back here for tomorrow's show where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.